Good mornings, greetings, and bless the Lord, saints of God. Tony here, Triple C Podcast, with another episode. Let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity for Triple C Podcast to be online. We thank you, dear God, for this opportunity to study, read, repeat, and exalt your word. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified. And as I often have said through the years, may the devil be horrified because we've not quit. We've not stopped. We're still seeking your face. Bless every podcast listener, current and new, in the name of Jesus Christ, that they can reap 100-fold in return, this word, bless the words of my mouth, and may the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. It is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, again, greetings, bless the Lord. Let's go right into the word of God, another episode of Triple C Podcast. Uh, let's go straight to Paul and the church at Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verses 6 through 10, and I pray that God will get us through that this is the word of the Lord, but uh, I believe that God does have something for his people. So Paul to the church at Corinth, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 6, and we're going to go through verse 10, then I'll give you the title for this Sunday's podcast. Reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and the word of God reads, for though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. At least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me least I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it may depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And last verse for today. There I, therefore, I take pleasure in in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. May God bless us all, reader, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. I pray today that y'all pray with me as I, you hear the podcast and pray that God has prepared but I hope and pray that this podcast today would be some type of encouragement, some type of motivation, some type of spiritual uplift, some type of confirmation or reaffirmation that God is who God said he is. And he is who you need him to be when you need him to be. Amen. So as we look at it, Paul writing to the church at Corinth. Remember, I've told you through the times that Paul wrote epistles. An epistle is a letter. So he was writing back. The Corinthian church was a church that he had founded on one of his journeys. But he's writing back now. And here in this particular instance, let me just set the foundational platform for today. Paul, <clears throat> if you go back and read through verse one up into verse number six, where I started in that regard, he talked about having a, a new and a man that had uh, had a spiritual experience, we'll call it, where he had went to the third heaven and experienced and heard some things that he wasn't even allowed to come back into the earthly realm of living to describe because it was just that spiritually deep. But then he goes on to talk about himself. <clears throat> if I've got any Bible readers, 
from Saul's transformation to Paul, he was of the elite in his societal status. And, and, and I pray that you understand as you hear me go through this today that I want to use this as an example because here's where I'm at. What I've tried to do through the 30 plus years now is in my own study, in my own learning, in my own experience, I've come to understand through seminary, through all the things that I've been learning and still learning, don't get it twisted, amen, as we mature and grow wiser in life, that there's situations that sometimes, this is the way we put it, I can't put my finger on it, or it just doesn't make sense, or things happen, and you ask the why me questions and the syndromes, they're real. One of the things I've tried to pride myself on, and I don't believe I'm a prideful man in a negative way, but I want to be a prideful positive way to say, listen, I understand that we all have to endure when we have to endure. I don't know what that means for you, but I believe I'm talking to somebody this morning. Now, we're going through family-wise, I'll take global family, a horrific experience at the current moment in that regard as a loss, and an unexpected loss in the family, but I pray that this will speak to somebody in your present situation, because here's what I come to find about God, that when you go to church, God has a profound way of allowing a message from the preacher, the speaker, that God is the only one that can interpret it in a way that it can touch multiple people, multiple ages, multiple ethnicities, ethnic origins, races, creeds, and colors from one passage to cover a wide spectrum of situations. That's God. Amen. So I pray that this is one of those kinds that, that God don't have a lot this morning, won't be long-winded, but I pray that God will do whatever you need at the moment when you need it. Amen. And that's what we're looking at. So I want to try to describe a little bit of what, and I've preached this before. I've studied this passage. I've looked at Paul. I've spiritually gone there. So this is what I'll ask you to do. Even though you're not sitting in the room with me, I ask that you go with me in your spiritual mind as if you're there spiritually, as you're listening to this Sunday's podcast. And I need you to go into your spiritual level of seeking God to gain biblical understanding that you can apply it to your earthly situation. Amen. So let's look at God. So here it is, Paul to the church of Corinth, and he's given a description of this man that had a spiritual experience, we'll call it. And it's, it's about his experience that this man heard these things. Then Paul comes back and begins to describe himself. This is to the educated. This is to those who are the elite. This is to those who are smart. Those are those people who you feel like you can't go on. This is to every category level for everybody, whatever you think you are. I've told you through the years, wherever you are, God is. There is not a spot where God is not. If you are a believer that God is omnipresent, meaning omni meaning everywhere, and he's present when you need him. Here's the spiritual part about it. Even if you think you don't need him, he's still there. But he won't force you to accept him and what he can do for you. It's, it's a free will choice. You have to trust God enough and want God enough to intervene in your situation. Let me give you an example. Hebrews 11 and 1 says 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Go back and read the whole uh, 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. We call it the, uh, the patriarchs of faith. When you read that, this is one analogy that God gave me. Faith is you allowing God to come into a situation that you can't handle by yourself. Faith is allowing God to come in and intervene in your present situation. But you got to believe God today for something that's coming tomorrow. That's what our faith journey is. So in this regard, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who needs something. Somebody's struggling right now. Somebody's going through. Somebody right now is at the brink of their life and they don't know which way to go. Oftentimes in life, we, we're at a crossroads. And, and, and if you can picture yourself in your worst situation, you're standing in the center of the cross road of life and you have four directions and you just do not know which way to go. And you're looking for something. You're looking for somebody. You're begging almost that somebody throw you a lifeline, throw you a sign throw you something to help you make a better decision so that you can live to have a what? Better day. Oh, I wish I could throw one out to somebody right now that maybe God will have hook, line, and sinker. Something that will cause this word, the one word. Let me tell y'all, when we talk about the difference a day will make, one word can change the whole content or context of a sentence and or paragraph. It's just that critical how God is in your situation. Amen. So as we look at what God is saying here through Paul to the church at Corinth, I pray literally today that as you go back and play and replay, if you have to stop, pause, slide your bar back technologically and let it play forward, because I don't always know what God's going to say. I don't know what's going to come out when I tell you all, and I'm not testifying that it's hot off the wire. It ain't pre-written. It ain't pre-recorded. It ain't something I said and I try to figure out every word that's going to come out of my mouth. It ain't that easy. I didn't call myself. I don't know what well, I just got to do. I know what God said when he said, do it. That's why I tell you all, I'm preaching to myself first. Amen. So as I look at what God is saying, here it is. Life. I wish I had a symptomatic solution for everybody's problem in life. Do you know what kind of millionaires Tanya and I would be if we had it written down for every situation, every traumatic experience, every difficult day, every W-E-A-K day, every horrific night, nights of nightmares and, and illusions of things, that, not of grandeur, but of a mess, chaos and mayhem. And we had that. Oh, my God. But let me tell you somebody. I know somebody that can meet you where you are, amen? So as we look at life, I said it this way, in life, life will throw you things O-M-G, and you will wonder what, why? Help me, God. You're just trying to get your bearing. Have you ever been in a situation you just felt like, I, I can put an earthly term to it, uh, it's called vertigo, and I've never had it, I think I have, 
I can't explain it because I never have been medically diagnosed, but I understand a Tanya has where you just can't get your back. It's like everything is swimming, swirling. You barely can't stand in most cases. Can you picture yourself in life with the worst case of worldly vertigo known to man dealing with you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet? Now, you can take that and expand it to every situation known to man, from lack of finances to unexpected death to sickness that results into death to premature birth to stillbirth to everything you could think of. God knows and he's been there. It's accepting God at his word. And that's pretty much the root of all of it. But in life, nothing's promised, amen, as the way you would hope it to be promised. So as God took me to this passage, this is, I believe, uh, it's an interesting passage to describe, but I believe that God will be able to, I'll call it the word correlate. To correlate means to put together. God has the unique ability of taking that earthly situation, applying a biblical scripture passage that it can make it make sense when you need it to. Amen. So when you look at that, I believe that God gave this because I believe as you go back and replay the rewind button in your mind, you'll go back and realize that, wait a minute, I remember hearing something that triggered my thinking to go, hold up, let me stop. That's one of the methods and that's one of the goals. That's one of the things that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to listen to the teacher who is the Holy Spirit because see, humanly, you're going to react naturally to whatever happens, whether planned or abrupt. You're going to respond and you're going to react. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. Amen. So here's we are. This is what God said to me and then we're going to close. When we think about it in life, and here's the thing, when trouble when tragedy, when trials, when tribulations come, my question often is to myself, what will I do? You know scenarios when you see something on television and it's crazy and you ask yourself, what would I do in that situation? Well, most times you really don't know. You can't, you can try to think about what you would do based on how you understand yourself, but you really don't know until it happens. You just react. I think that's applicable to everybody. It doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong, doesn't make it lack of spirituality or super spiritual. I just think it's just being human in a day filled with a lot of unknown things. Amen? So I look at this word and I'm going here saying, God, somebody today on this 29th day, 24th day, excuse me, I'm trying to get the month over done quickly, excuse me. The 24th day, amen, of September in the name of Jesus Christ, needs something today. Somebody needs something today. I don't know what that is, but I'm talking to somebody this morning. So as I go to this word, there's two things God gave me that I believe today that we can just digest. He didn't want to give a buffet of different scripture verses to be trying to play Bible verse thumb exercises going back through, flipping through the Bible. He only gave me two things. And I, I pray that today for this short time that I've got your attention, that God will do his wonder working miracle power to allow. I ask of you to open your spiritual mind and just let the voice of God, not my voice, the voice of God settle in your spirit, saturate your thinking, 
override and overtake your anxiety. Come in and bring peace where there's chaos to where you're down and out, broke, busted, and can't be trusted that God will pick you up. Whatever is the trouble in your life and you need a bridge right now, I ask that you allow God to make a spiritual bridge that you can walk over like the children of Israel did over the Red Sea, that you can walk across your problems on God's dry ground. Amen. So as we look at the word, I'm saying a few things. God's taking me there. So here's what Paul said. I'm going to paraphrase the majority and I'm going to focus on verse nine. And therefore it's not verse nine. If you've got a red letter edition of Bible, that's Jesus speaking, God speaking through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Paul said, at least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. He's acknowledging God allowed something to happen to him that he really didn't want. He let Satan send a messenger to be in the midst of Paul's day to mess with him all the day. Oh, that'll reach in on somebody. Have you ever felt like there's a nag in your life and it just won't leave you alone. You try to shake it. You're trying to apply the preacher saying, shake the dust off my feet. You're trying to brush it off. You're trying to do all kinds of things, but it's like a, you can't, this is the way we put it. It's, it's the spirit of discernment is what it is. There's something you're discerning that you just can't make understanding of at the moment. It won't pass until God's time. I'll just put that in your spirit. But here's what Paul said. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice. Thrice means three. That it might depart from me. Might depart from me. Amplified version of that verse says it this way. Three times I call upon the Lord and besought him. And this and beg that it might depart from me. The first thing God said, and I'm going to give you this title. The title of this Sunday's podcast after I set the stage is God Knows. I left it open. I believe God wanted to leave it open. Why? It's a, it's a colon at the back of nose. K-N-O-W-S. God knows. Tony don't know. T Tanya don't know. Monique Taylor don't know. You know, uh, here you are. I wish I could tell you. See, being a counselor through the years, People often come for counseling, seeking an answer to solve their dilemma or their situation instantly when they sit down at the desk, sit down at the table, sit down at your altar to try to hear what they need because they're looking for immediate relief. Amen. You just want this thing to leave you now. Amen. So that's where we are. So. Here's what God said. So this is what I want we, you and I, to do what Paul did. When life presents whatever it is, let's do what Paul did. So the first thing is do what Paul did. Well, what did he do? He called on the Lord. I want you to call on the Lord. Sometimes you got to stop in your track in the midst of this chaotic chaos and stop and know that God is God. Is it easy to do? No, ma'am. No, sir. It's training. Here's what most preachers don't tell you from the podium, from the pulpit and for the podium. We want you to get hyped up so that you can give more. 
We want to get you motivated to, so for the masses to give more money, amen, so that they can build massive things. That's not what I'm coming for. I'm coming to believe that God will settle your spirit because this word, if it's the Bible and God's word is to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway, you need to know when you feel like you all by yourself, this word is going to illuminate your freedom. This word is going to show you how to get to who? Jesus. You are the spiritual woman with an issue of blood in the midst of your mess. You are the Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo of your situation when you feel like you're trapped in the fires of life. You are the Daniels in the den of the lions of your life, and you realize you're about to die in your situation, but there's an interventioner, an interventioner. His name is Jesus, the Holy Spirit. He's coming. But he ain't going to come in and invade your space unless you do what? Invite him in to intervene for you what you can't do for yourself. Oh, I wish I had a help and help a praying church. I'm looking at what's said. Here's what Paul said. For this thing I besought the Lord. He called upon the Lord and he begged him. Now, I'm not encouraging you to become a beggar. I've always said we must be what? Believers in God. But in this passage, the writer said he begged God. Reason I, I called to your attention, can you imagine the difficulty of whatever that situation was? Can you imagine the level of pain that that impediment was? Can you imagine the level of hurt for whatever Paul was going through? And he went before the Lord, just like you. I don't know how you pray. I don't know how you see God. I don't know if you're talking to God with tears streaming down your face. I don't know if you feel like you can't even mumble the words because the pain is so intense. It's so horrible that you don't even know how to frame it in such a way that you think God would understand. But let me drop something in your spirit. God understands you. Amen. The first thing is, is call on the Lord. I keep telling you from the topic, God knows. It may not feel like God knows, but trust me, we're learning, children of God. God knows. Amen? So here it is. He said he called on the Lord, asking God, pleading with God, begging with God to take this away from me. And this is what the Lord said to him, and I believe he said to all of us today, 2,000 plus years later, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Let that sink in. He said it this way. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's verse 9. Listen to what the Amplified said in verse 9. But he said to me, my grace, my favor, and my loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger, and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled, and completed, and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more 
glad, uh, this is what Paul said, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and the power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. Y'all need to understand, go back and slow it and look at that. That is really major in your life. When you realize, when you go before God and you trust what he just said to Paul for your situation, if you can accept, here's where I'm going and this is where I get ready to close. If you can accept the words of the Lord, amen. So the second thing in closing is this, trust God in all things. I'm not saying it's easy to do. Don't, 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 don't get it twisted. I'm just saying, I believe the Lord said, he's saying, trust me, Tanya. Trust me, Tony, that you've been walking with me all this time. Trust me for this situation. Trust me that I know who you are. I know whose you are. I know what you need when you need it. I didn't say you weren't going to feel a certain way. I'm just saying, trust me while you're in your feelings. Trust me while you're in your situation. Trust me when you think I've left you alone. Trust me when you feel broken. Trust me when you feel lonely. Trust me when you can't help your child out of the situation. Trust me when it seemed like all hell and broke out against you. Trust me when you feel that you left out and, and society has taken a dump on you. He said, trust me. Time looking at me because I'm looking at myself because he's speaking to us. Children of God, here's what I look at. This is what Paul, and the rest of verses 10 and 10, he just Paul describing. Let me close by this saying this way. When I have to understand that God knows, it's hard to just stop, be still, as he told Moses, and know that God is God. It gets hard sometimes when you're trying to wrestle in your mind. And see, don't you think your mind ain't powerful, baby? Your mind is very strong. Strong-willed is what we call it in the earthly vernacular. When you realize and that you have, like me, I'm an A-type personality. I'm always, me and my grandsons, amen, are on tilt. One's the opposite, the older one. He's always balanced. But that baby one, he's on tilt all the time. Tilt means he's at 10,000 RPMs on a 10,000 RPM scale. Tony can be on 10,000 all the time, but I'm learning in life that God's got to balance the needle in your life. He tells you how fast to throttle because the harder you push, the faster you go. When you release the pedal, you slow down. That's the wisdom of God. Here's why I close. I'm believing God saying in this situation, just keep it steady. When you keep it steady, you will learn to know that God knows my every need. God knows the trouble that I'm in. Oh, God says right now, I've got to learn to be anchored in the Lord. What, what the songwriter said, God knows that I've got to do what the other songwriter said. I've got to keep pressing on, amen, the upward way, amen. I, I believe the preacher said that I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help. I've got to understand that my help comes from the Lord. God sends people in my life. I get that, and I thank you all. 
all publicly for helping me when you do. But I have to realize when I feel like everybody's gone, when I feel like the people who I relied on for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are no longer in life to tell me just the kind, strengthening word that I got to trust God enough, that I got to stir up the gift of God, stir up the word of God on the inside of me. And, and you may not see me crying, but when I'm crying, I got to stand on the truth of God's word. You may not always hear that it seems like Tony ain't complaining about nothing, but I go through just like everybody else. I may not tell you I'm going through because I'm learning to trust God at his word. Here's what Paul said, Now close with this. When you look at this passage, Paul could tell you, I could give you my titles. I could tell you I've been to seminary. I can tell you that I got two degrees in three years. Yes, I made it through. I can tell you that I've learned to get math and get accounting done. I can tell you all those things, but yet I realize all that means nothing if I can't stand on the word of God and make it through to tomorrow. Y'all, y'all not hearing what I'm telling you. Somebody tonight feel like they can't go on. Somebody right now feel like this is it. It's over. It's a wrap. Hello, turn the lights out. But let me tell you, child of God, I need you to be encouraged right now. No matter where you are in closing, you got to understand the Lord is going to help you. God has extended his hands. He's saying, come unto me, ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God's telling somebody right now, the troubles in your life has been overwhelming. The problems are horrific on the Richter scale. There are 10 on the Richter scale. God's telling me to tell you, yeah, they stole all your money, hello, Holy Ghost, but God said, hold on, I'm coming right now. The rescuer is on the way. He said, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, he's here. He's the paraclete. He's alongside of me. He's getting instructions for you. Here's how awesome God is. God can dispatch the Holy Ghost to go to everybody's situation in everybody's house at the same time to deal with every difficult situation in everybody else's life and bring deliverance at the same time in multiple cities, in multiple states, in multiple locations, in multiple days of the hour of the week. Amen. God is just that awesome. I close by saying now, when Paul began to describe what's going on in his life, you got to believe as I conclude. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You and I have to accept that God's grace is what? Sufficient for everything at all times. I got to believe that God knows best. Amen. Y'all know what's growing up when it said mama knows best. If God made mama, God knew what mama knew to say when God knew you needed something. You got to trust what God told mama that's good for you. God knows what's sufficient in the day of your necessity. God has got you. You just got to make up in your mind that I'm going to hold on. Even when I got bloody hands, I'm still going to hold on. You're going to hold on how long, preacher? Not long. As long as God, God's got his hands wrapped around you. You don't trust me. You trust God. You don't trust what you see with your natural eyes. You trust God. You don't trust what the world done told you. You trust what God has showed you. If you're listening 
listening today, you've made it through something. If you're listening today, God done brought you out of something. If you're listening to me today, you're in at something. If you're listening to me today, God has helped you in the midst of whatever the devil and all of his imps tried to kill you in the midst of. But guess what? You're here. And remember, child of God, for those of us that has lost a loved one, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you believe that when you die, you're going to be with the Lord, surely they're right now with God. Mama, Daddy, Kuda, Dasha Lee, they are with the Lord right now. We heard it with our own ears that God did it, and it is so. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. They walked in the Lord. We watched them in life. You keep on moving. You keep trusting God. You get up and get out and get going with God. Hear me. God knows. Amen. I pray that this little tidbit of something in your day, I don't know what you're dealing with. Lord, help me. I don't know. But whatever it is, trust God enough just today for a little while. Trust God today just for a little while and watch what God's going to do. Let's go to God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we close now, we know that you know. Help us to trust that you know. When the old preacher said, when you know that you know that you know that you know, God is. Amen. He's going to help you. The songwriter will close us out. Lord, just help me to hold out just a little while longer. Father, help somebody along the way. This is Tony signing off with Triple C Podcast. And dear God, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that no matter what the difficulty is, no matter what the situation is, no matter how difficult the financial blunder is, God, you're able to pick it up, pick us out, and pick us up out of the muck and the mire and place us on solid ground. Father, it is our desire that we believe you're going to help us. As the songwriter says, help me just to hold out. Until the next time, this is Tony and Triple C signing off. Be blessed.
and greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to another episode of Triple C Podcast, Cathedral Christian Church Online Ministry. This is Tony here. We greet you in divine love. Let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to present your word. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified. And as I have said through the years, may the devil be horrified because we've not quit seeking your face. Bless every podcast listener now and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And may every recipient of today's podcast be blessed beyond measure in Jesus's name. Amen. Well, we literally greet you in divine love on this first day of October 2023. It's amazing how the months, days, weeks are passing so quickly. I just want to go on this morning and just give a brief acknowledgement. Uh, we've been trying to support, by the grace of God, uh, Tanya's, her family's only brother, A. Vance William and his family. They did lose their middle daughter, Latoya Williams, 36 years old. We returned back last night, and I just want to let the Lord know we're thankful to the Atlanta Street Church of Christ and how it was a very spiritual service. It was a home going like no other. Though it tragic loss, we thank God for the experience of all that we did. We bless the Williams family and all that support them in this tragic time of the loss of Toya Williams. God bless them and may God keep them and keep them encouraged in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we look at today, God's got a unique way of working through some things. So the Lord took me to the scripture of the 30th Psalm, and we're going to use it as our backdrop today. So I, if you were here and we was in a church setting, I would ask you to just be patient with me and let the Lord have his way. I believe that God will make some sense out of something that may not seem to make sense. I'm going somewhere. So reading from the King James Version of the Bible from Psalm 30, verses one through five, and I'm reading again from the King James Version of the Bible, and it reads, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and has made and not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Last verse for today. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Interesting passage of scripture for what I believe the Lord will have to come to fruition today. Today's topic of the podcast is titled, God Will Turn It Around. And so in the midst of all the things that you try to do, uh, God reminds us when we're doing things in the name of Jesus Christ, for the Bible said where good is, evil is ever present. What does that mean? It means a, a, a myriad of things. It means that when you do your earnest to give the love of God, somebody, something or something will always manifest itself and materialize opposite of what the flow and the love of God is intended to be. I'm going somewhere. So what I'm saying is this. 
many of us that are in Christ to them, and matter of fact, all of us, let me recant that, all of us that are striving to live godly in this life have to endure hardness as good soldiers. We are typically under attack. We are typically the target. You've heard me say this before. Because of your profession and your confession that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believe that God raised him from the dead and that he now seated at the right hand of God, you have a spiritual bullseye on your back. The enemy, I'm going to say it, yes, this podcast. John chapter 10, verse number 10. What? For the thief. That enemy, he comes before what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said that conjunction, that word, remember in the English language, that conjunction, the word but, there's a small pause. But Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and that life more abundantly. I read life in verse number five, and I'm going to take you somewhere. God's got a way of pinning it together. I want you to know, as I like to say, this is hot off the wire. Why? I believe that I'm speaking to somebody today. I believe that every podcast is designed that if you share it with somebody, if you share it with a sister or a brother, an uncle, an aunt, a friend, even a, a person that you may think that's your enemy, if God leads you to give them something, you give it to them. Whether they receive it or not, it's not on you. You have to do what thus say the Lord in your life. Amen. Because the Bible says you also reap what you sow. I'm giving a fair warning to all of us. Be careful when we're presented with things in this life, how we respond to the actions of the enemy. Remember, I said it this way. It's not all the time what's going on around you. It's what's happening inside of you as a result to how you respond to what's going on around you. Don't you ever think, child of God, because of your, your acceptance of Jesus Christ, that the enemy, the devil, slewfoot, old slider that comes into your life is your friend. You should know by the fruit that people bear how they're being influenced. Amen. Trust me as I say this. When you sow the things of God, you're going to reap the fruits of God's love and his favor. But when you sow to the flesh, of the flesh you shall reap corruption. Be careful, child of God, as a fair warning. Why? Because don't you do something and then expect God to reward you with a blessing when you've done things opposite of his will. Now, if you know that you've done it unto the Lord, you just got to believe what? That God will turn it around. I'm talking to somebody this morning. As I look to David, this, if I could set the backdrop for you, this is a psalm and a song of David getting ready to get his house dedicated. But obviously, you got to study the story of David and know that David was a leader of his own armies. So he was considered a man of war. He was a man that then, this is the same one who had Uriah killed, amen, Psalm, Psalm, uh, Psalm 51, 
You got to believe where David had Uriah killed so he can get Bathsheba. So everybody's familiar with that story. But there's a whole list of different Psalms uh, out of 119 of them. You got to understand that in the midst of David's life, I love it, the 51st Psalm, where David recognizes and realizes under the prophet Nathan that where he had and what he had done, but he became a repentant soul. We have to repent. Don't you think repentance is a one-time thing that you Whenever you accepted Jesus Christ, you repented of your sins and you became born again. Repentance is something that we need to continue to practice. Why? Because repentance means to stop, turn it around and stop doing what you're doing. But we got to make a conscientious effort to do those things. Now, in this situation, as I read this morning, I'm looking at what, what David said. If I can break down the five verses and we will close down the podcast. I will extol thee. The word extol means to sing praise. I will praise thee is what David said. Oh Lord, for thou has lifted me up. See in life, like the death of our niece, amen. It brings you down. And for everybody that may have lost a loved one here recently that I'm speaking to on this podcast, it's okay to feel that loss. It's okay to know that that person is no longer going to be with you in this lifetime. That's what happens. But not only death, through death comes life, but in life situations present itself that will make you feel like what I'm about to say. He said unto me, thou has made my foes not to rejoice over him. David obviously had something going on that he felt like his enemies was going to rejoice over him, meaning they thought they were going to get the victory over their situation. Here's what David said, O Lord my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. Here's the first thing we got to understand, child of God, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, when you're feeling like you're broken, busted, and can't be trusted, when you're feeling that you're sick on the bed of affliction, God is still a healer. God is still a deliverer. God is still that same wise only knowledgeable, all healing, all loving, all encompassing God. Remember, I've told us, he's told me, your Christianity is not based on your physical feeling. It's got to be based and governed by your spiritual faith. Faith, Hebrews said, 11 and 1, a now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Why do you hope for something that you can put your physical hands on? You don't have to hope for it. You've got it in your possession. You can see it. You can touch it. You can taste it. You can feel it. You can believe it. But those things that don't appear to be real, that's where your faith has to come in and intervene over your feelings. He said, verse two, O Lord, my God, I cried unto thee and thou hast healed me. Verse three says, O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Sometimes in life, does it not? You feel like you right there in the grave with your loved one. Sometimes you feel like you just can't go on. Sometimes you feel like there's no hope for your situation. You look around and I know it's challenging. I know it's tough when you think about all the things you can no longer do, especially when they die young, especially when you lay them down early. They can't continue to live. And how can I go on when they didn't go on? God's got a unique way of taking that pit mentality. This is what he said. 
Thou has brought up my soul from the grave and thou has kept me alive. God can keep you alive that I should not go down to the pit. Ah, help me, Holy Ghost. There's times in our life that I'll call it, let's call it today for today's sake, a grave mentality or a pit syndrome. See, oftentimes life, God ain't never promised us that in this human life that we're going to have every day as a bed of ease. God never promised down here in this life that you're not going to have some W-E-A-K days as I have said. God has allowed a lot of things to happen to us. Amen. We realize that, but it doesn't negate the fact that you feel sometime that all hope is lost. You feel that pit. And it said, you know how some people describe, there's like a pit in my feeling that I just can't explain. There's, there's, a, there's an uneasiness about you. We call it the spirit of discernment. Tanya has a very unique gift that she can uh, deliberately discern pain and something that's coming. She may can't put a date, a time, a face, a name with it, but something associated with her family or a close friend will discern in her spirit. And let me drop this in your spirit by her permission. Tanya loves her family, all of them, just like she loved her children. Amen. And when the enemy comes in like a flood to disrupt that love, that joy, and that peace, it'll set you back. But we know that God is still on the throne. Amen. In that regard. But as we look at this, I hope I'm helping somebody in the beginning of this podcast because see, in my spirit, I know after we experienced, and I got to tell you all, we had an experience like no other on yesterday. Oh my God, what a blessing. What a blessing. Though it be a death a funeral that we were at, it was a resurrection of life in the end. It was a celebratory praise that God does not make mistakes and he's still on the throne. Amen. So as I look at the scriptures, there's a few things that God gave me this morning and I hope it'll help you along the way. And the reason why, I don't know what you're going to face the rest of today. If you listen to the podcast today, I don't know tomorrow what tomorrow's going to bring. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not present. I'm not all, all powerful and all knowing. I don't know what you have to face as a child of God in the path of your living, but I do know somebody, amen. And we're going to take you there. When he said, thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down into the pit, that helps me. It helps me that when I'm surrounded by people that I know that I've looked back over my life and realized I've done an assessment, the Bible says, let a man examine himself. And I promise you, children of God, and those that surround me here in Tennessee, I've done my best to examine myself. I've done my best not to do any harm or hurt or danger that I know of. And if I did, I've asked that person. I've asked those people. I've asked God for forgiveness that I try not to ever practice those things. That's why I tried to adopt the motto, if I can't help you, I'm surely not going to try to hurt you. That's our motto in the Sharp household out here in 27 Robinson Cove. The Lord has led us to try to extend the olive branch to people, to let our hands and our doors be open. But if you choose not to shake our hand, if you choose not to grace our door, if you choose not to drive up our driveway, that's your loss. The doors have been opened. The invitation is here. It's real. 
heal. Because what we pray for is that when you come to our home, that you experience the love of God. Amen. And I pray that your home is like that as well, wherever you are at this point in your life. But I look at what the scriptures say, and I look at where we are. Just remember, God will turn it around. Now, let's look at four and five, and then we will close the podcast not very long this morning, but I pray that this will be a spiritual uplift. It'll be a time that you can reflect. It'll be a time of God's word. If you believe it's the manna that you need from God, amen, if you eat the diet of God's word, I believe without a doubt that your spirit man will become stronger and stronger each day. When you face life's challenges, when you face the difficult days, when you face those death days, when you face the people's days, when you face tragedy, trial, and tribulation, when you feed your spirit man, the stronger he will become inside of you. Now, as we look at what David did in verse one, David praised God. You have to want to praise God in the midst of your adversity. You have to praise God in the midst of your family calamity. You have to want to praise God in many divers temptations to just give up and give up on life. You have to turn it around and you've got to seek the face of God in accordance to Matthew 16, 33, 6 and 33, excuse me. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee. Go back and read Matthew chapter 6 and read verses 1 through 33. You will find that the Gentiles was becoming trouble about having clothes and food, and God already knows all the things that we need in life. But see, we get tied up and tangled up and wrapped up in life. You got to be careful. Let me just drop this public service announcement while I'm driving by your street. You got to be careful as a child of God to not allow the dictates and the principles of this world to inundate you to the point where all you about is what you've bought, what you drive, what you have, what you can show. It's not about those things. It's about your love and your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about your conversion. It's about you knowing who you are and whose you are. Amen. So David was praising God for not letting his enemies rejoice over him. Don't you let your proposed enemies rejoice over you. God plus one is the majority. Only you can keep a bad day present in your life. Only you can allow somebody who can't do anything to get you in heaven or to put you in hell, keep you thinking that you've lost all hope and lost all friendship. Don't you let people cause you to lose the joy of your salvation. Here's the first thing. In life, God allows. What's a foe? A foe, by definition, is an enemy or an opponent or something like that. Let's broaden the scope, people of God. A foe in today's vernacular, it could be not only a person, but it's a situation. It could be a financial foe. It could be a medical foe. It could be a foe of something that you just, in your mind, you're wrestling with some things in your head. You, how, you know how you feel sometimes when you got things in your mind and your mind seems so overwhelmed that it makes you physically tired because you're wrestling in your mind trying to figure it out. And I'm telling you, God's already worked it out, but you have to what? Walk it out. 
God's already figured it out. But oftentimes you listen to the wrong voice. Oftentimes you're looking at people, not looking to him. Hello, Holy Ghost. Are you looking to the hills from which cometh your help? And you understand that your help come from the Lord? Are you relying on what he said? See, preachers in today's churches got a unique way of always telling you to look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor to do or say something. I don't totally disagree with the comment, but what I'm telling you is you got to look to Jesus, who's the author and finisher of your faith. You look to me, I may tell you wrong. You look to me, I may misquote scripture. You look to me, I may get it totally backwards than what the Lord said. You got to look unto Jesus. Jesus himself, our greatest example, told the devil, for it is written. You got to go where it's written if you believe in the law book. The law is the truth and God's word is our biblical law. It's what we are to govern ourselves by in this life. But David he realized this situation, but in life, God allows our foe to be problems, people sometimes, situation, ups and downs. We call them the trials of life. The trials of life ain't meant to do you no good. Let me also second the public service announcement. Life in this earthly realm of living ain't going to do you no good. Life will cause you to lose all that you thought you had. You've got to be careful who you allow into your inner circle. You have to be careful who you allow to lay hands on you. You've got to be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Everybody that claims to be a prophet and a prophetess ain't of God, uppercase G. You got to be careful when people say they want to speak a word over you. You better know what thus say the Lord. Amen. The first thing is this, in life, God allows. I'm going to leave it open. Whatever God's allowing in your life, look to him, who's the author and finisher of your faith. In verse two, we realize something. David cried out to God. The second thing is this, it's okay to cry out to God. That's your Abba, A-B-B-A, father. Why would you not? I would hope that Monique and Taylor would have enough love and, uh, and, 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 and understanding to come to me as a dad, uh, realizing they can talk to me. There's no topics of limit. You can just talk because I understand that life presents things that may not be popular. There ain't a topic I'm going to be offended by. There ain't a subject that's going to make me because they're women. No, God has made me to be able to be able to hear, ascertain, understand, and then we all three have to go to God. And then when, we're, when, when it's the four of us together, we got to go to God in everything. But David cried out to the Lord, what a promising example for whatever you're going through right now. If you're going through some things, it's okay. Men, it's okay to cry out to the Lord. That doesn't make you more manly because you don't cry to the Lord, but yet you don't seek God because you feel that that's a weakling or you're weak because you're on your knees and that's a sign of being pathetic. No, that's a sign of humbling yourself under the mighty hands of God. You seek the face of God, the creator of all things. The second thing is okay to cry out to God. Sometimes you feel like your life is in a grave or in a pit, as I said earlier. But life will never promise you kingdom results. The kingdom is the only place that can deliver and produce kingdom results. 
That's why God said in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto thee. And the third and final thing, and we'll close the podcast for this morning, is just the word remember. Remember. Well, remember what, preacher? Well, I can't tell you everything to remember, but this God gave me a couple examples. I moved down to four and five in closing this morning. A Psalm of David says, sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his. If you claim to be a child of God, act like a child of God. Walk like a child of God. Talk like a child of God. But don't become so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Don't you become so super spiritual that you think that you're the only one that does everything right. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm going to tell you why. Here's what I'm going with this. And gave thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. The preacher told us on yesterday. We got to be excited. We got to be joyful. She knew the Lord. She's The Bible says what? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When you know the Lord, I know it's hard in your fleshly realm, but in your spiritual realm, that's why you have to allow your spirituality to override your humanness. Amen. And when you learn to do that, it don't happen overnight. Let me just digress for a second. You have to practice what you preach. We've got to learn to walk in the admonition of the Lord. We have to discipline. Remember, I told you several podcasts ago, you're now in the army of the living God. And if you're in an army, you're supposed to always be in training. And when you're in training, you're training for you going, what? You're going to play like you practice. When you practice the things of God, when you face life situations, when you face difficult days, when you face those dark nights, when you face those teary-eyed pillow sleep, you got to realize God is the only one that can do what? Turn it around. God is the only one that can turn it around. As we close this morning, verse five in conclusion, he says this, for his anger endureth but a moment, semicolon. In his favor is life. God doesn't like it when we cause drama. God doesn't like it when we misbehave. See, understand something now. I may have been walking with the Lord for a long time, but I'm not so dumb to realize that I'm not going to make a mistake. I've never crossed every T or dotted every I, but I've got enough Holy Ghost in me to know that if I did wrong, if I acted wrong, I know to get back and get right. That's why parents in the old day would discipline their children. That's why you younger generations don't think it's not okay. You need to discipline your children. Why? For the Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go. When he gets old, he will not depart. Depart from what? From the biblical godly teaching that will grow him or her up to be good men and women in Christendom. Amen. In closing, this is what he said. God's anger was but for a moment. But this is what I want you to, to cherish and to remember. The last point is to remember. Leave it open. Why? Remember what? That this, if God's anger is but for a moment, his favor is life. This means this, favor to the world from God ain't fair. It's just God's favor. You don't have to explain when God bless you. You ain't got to showcase when God bless you. You just have to be. 
When you just walk in it, people will see you give God the glory. You ain't got to explain when you acquire something. You ain't got to show quote it when you done bought something. You ain't got to broadcast everything you've done. You just got to be. And when you be, God will allow. The, the Bible says what's done in secret, God will reward you openly. See, the openness of God will show you. You just got to learn to give God the glory. When people look at what it is, don't worry about it. You just got to tell them, I know a man. Hello, Holy Ghost. In closing this morning, when he realized that God's anger was for a moment, he said his favor is for life. And this is where we close. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. We weep at the loss of a loved one, but we got a chance to get a message that though weeping may endure for a night, we've got to learn that joy cometh in the morning. When you learn that your loved one died in in the Lord. If the angels rejoice, baby, you have to learn how to rejoice. Whatever it is, if you broke is a joke, if you broke, busted, and can't be trusted, God can what? Turn it around. Whatever you're going through, if somebody's mad at you, turn them over to the Lord, because why? God's going to turn it around. If you look into those who are your supervisors, your, your people who's over you, your directors, your CFOs, your COOs, if you see all the filth, if you see all the lies, you see all the crookery. You see all the shenanigans that they're doing. Don't join them. Don't do like the Romans when in Rome. I do like the Romans. No, you separate yourself. You come from among them and you turn it over to the Lord because why? God will turn it around. Amen. If you're feeling down and depressed, if I can take 35 more seconds and speak to somebody right now, you feel like you've lost all hope. You feel like nothing else can go right in your life. You feel like you can't go on. You feel like you're ready to end it all. I want to tell you to stop. I want you to listen because why? God is getting ready to turn it around. I want you to realize that you may have lost all your money just like Job did, but God's going to give you double for your trouble. You just got to trust God long enough. When God gets you to the edge where you feel like you're about to fall off the cliff, you've got to look unto the hills from which cometh your help. Because why God's getting ready to what? Turn it around. You've got to believe that God can give you joy where the world won't give you. You've got to believe that God can put some pep back in your step. You've got to believe that God can put some what? Some bounce in your ounce. You've got to believe that God did it. And I'll tell you this, if God did it once, he can do it again. Whatever it is, get ready, child of God. God's about to what? Turn it around. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever it is, somebody's going through, somebody's heart is heavy, somebody's life feel like it's lost. Somebody right now don't know how to go. They're at the crossroads of life and they're saying, God, I don't even know who's around me. Who's my friend? Who's my brother? Who's my sister? Who's my cousin? Who's my uncle? Who's my aunt? I'm at work. I'm just trying to do the best I can, but it seems like everything I try is failing, God. All I'm trying to do is do my business, keep my head low, stay in my lane, mind my business. And it seemed like everything I try to do is unappreciated. Everything I'm trying to do, it seemed like it's causing greater pain. But God, I'm asking you now to just turn it around. I need you now. Come into our lives. I'm speaking to somebody today. Just believe that God is. And God is the one who was, is, and is to come. And there is not a spot where God is not wherever you are. God is. Brothers and sisters, be encouraged in the Lord. And may God bless on everybody.
somebody this podcast day. This is Tony with Triple C signing off as a songwriter takes us out. We're going to believe that God is going to help you. Listen to the Lord. Be blessed. This is Tony with Triple C signing off. Until another time, God bless you.